Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Welcome to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. At the last recording, if I remember correctly, I think we went over the question of um, if sales is truly a conversation. Because you have people on me, uh, people, sorry, people like me on one end who believe that uh, sales is not just a little, it's not just a little, how will I say? It's not just a series of conversations that has a start and then a stop and then we all go our separate way. But the whole thing itself is a conversation that spans a very long-term horizon because what we're trying to do is build um, relationships, uh, contacts, and opportunities that we can leverage for the future. So sales is not just an event which uh, has a start whistle, a stop whistle, collect the check, deliver, and then everything is over and you start all over again, but rather it's a process. So the whistle sounds, you start the race, you build the relationship, Yes, you deliver right now, but we still have to, um, like I said, leverage contacts, build opportunities, groom relationships because we're looking for long-term sustainable partnerships between us and our uh, customers. Or in this case, for those of us who are wedding and event professionals, um, our brides and our grooms. So some people just want to uh, keep it strictly weddings, collect the money for the wedding, and then that's it, delete the phone number and start all over again. But I'm of the opinion that um, we should still groom those relationships. We're trying to see how we can get repeat um, repeat business, referrals, uh, you know, things of that nature. Even if it doesn't necessarily have to be wedding related uh, per se. So, um, you know, I'm not against shooting the wedding and then handling all the other things that come afterwards. Like the uh, maternity shoot um what else? The naming ceremony, uh, the birthday parties and uh, vow renewals and on and on and on. Okay, so now coming off of that, we're going to look at um, one situation where sales truly, 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 truly is an event. Where it has a start whistle and it has a stop whistle and you hand over your money or you hand over the goods and then it's done. You guys don't want to see yourselves anymore or you needn't have you needn't see yourselves again or bother building um, relationships well before i continue if you happen to be listening for the first time this is a part of uh, this is some of the material or rather some of the ideas that i exchange with uh, folks at the seed builders hub in abuja one of the tech hubs and uh, co-working uh, spaces and this was one of the sessions that we had there i had already explored a previous one on the podcast on how to um how to how to gosh i can't remember the title but the whole idea basically was to make sure that you're speaking to people who can afford your services and then this was uh this current uh the current ideas that we're going to be exploring in uh this podcast and in future episodes were from another one that was titled um sales conversations the art of influencing uh, customers to buy so these are some of the ideas that we are going to be exploring. Now, back to where we are today. Um, I mentioned in the previous podcast that um, sales situations can be divided into two simple sales situations and complex sales situations. Well, at least I hope I mentioned that in the last podcast. If I didn't, then my apologies. And so I am mentioning it today. 
Now, you'll find that whatever it is that you do, whether you sell security services or um, you're a consultant, let's say you're a brain surgeon, or whether you do wedding photography or you're a makeup artist or uh, what else, or you sell insurance, you find out that these things can be divided into most of the time clear-cut situations where you have a simple sales situation or a complex sales situation now uh, the reason why i brought that up in the last podcast and i'm reiterating on that here is because we need to know what we're dealing with in the first place because it has implications for how uh, we how we price how we negotiate and things of that nature and i think these are the key uh, these are the key determining factors for whether we should actually deal with the sale as an event where it has a start and a stop. We collect our money, deliver, and then call it quits. We all go our separate ways. Or whether we bother uh, in um, investing in uh, relationships and trying to see what opportunities that we can build for the future. So if you are dealing with a simple sales situation, then this is one of those um, aspects where... Um, the relationship, I mean, you can just say, sort it to hell with the relationship. Let me just uh, get in, grind hard, get my discount, get my goods and leave. Or, you know, if you happen to be on the other end, let me go in there, see how much money I can extract from this situation, collect the customer's money as much as possible. And then after that, uh, tell them to faff off and then move on uh, to the next um, person that we're going to scalp. Okay, now, uh, simple sales situations. What is a simple sales situation? Well, there are some, uh, traditionally speaking anyway, there are a couple of criteria that we have to look at to diagnose if we're in a simple sales um, um, situation. Well, of course, I've already mentioned that uh, if you're in a simple sales situ um, situation, then what you're doing is you're just in an event. So it's start, stop, deliver, collect your money, and that's the end. So... The key characteristics, the things to look out for to decide whether you're in a simple sales situation is if it involves commodities or simple subject matters. Now, the example that I gave um, in the uh, session, if I remember correctly, I think was uh, buying a goosey. When you go to the market to buy a goosey, it's a commodity and it's a simple subject matter. So it's an event. You head there, Madame give me two cups uh, or three cups, you guys haggle over the price, you try and get your best price possible, you collect your egusi, and you leave. Relationships are optional. You can keep coming back to her today, tomorrow, next tomorrow, but the most important thing is that for you, at the time, you just wanted three cups of egusi at the best price possible, and you are going to haggle to shave off five naira if possible. So she says, uh, uh, I'm just making things up because... I don't do the shopping, so I don't know how much a goosey costs. So let's say she says, you know, 200 naira for a cup of a goosey. You say 150, and you guys play that silly game. Uh, 150, no, uh, 180, okay, 170, uh, 165, 163, 162. Uh, you know, that ridiculous game. And that's actually the reason why I don't like going to the market, because I really hate those conversations where you guys are just haggling over the price of stuff. Anyway. My personal issues aside, so if you're dealing in a commodity or a simple subject matter, then it's an event. And you can see the implication here for pricing and negotiations. You guys are really drilling down hard to that exact figure that fits you, where you can get the best out of the situation. 
Now, what is a commodity? Because a lot of people get this uh, twisted because there's this idea now that um, services are commoditized these days. And in a sense, that is true. Let me use wedding photography and wedding planning as an example. So you have loads of wedding planners and you have loads of wedding photographers. Because of that, people say that uh, wedding photography or wedding planning is a commodity or it has been commoditized. So yes, in a sense, these services have been commoditized, but traditionally speaking, a commodity was a good uh, that cannot be differentiated. So Egusi, you can't really differentiate Egusi. The Egusi install A most likely is the same as the Egusi install B and C and D. I mean, of course, removing um, quality concerns where let's say somebody has a goosey that has mold growing in it. So removing all those quality concerns aside, uh, commodities are undifferentiated because it's hard to tell them apart. So it's the same thing for if you buy and sell soya beans, for instance, as with the other business that my brother and I were uh, involved in. Uh, what we're selling, selling um, sesame, uh, soy, and things of that nature. So the soy that you get from market A most likely is going to be the same as you get in market B. There might be regional differences because the sesame from Kano is slightly different from the sesame in Katsina and different than what you would get in Abuja or Benue. But you will find that beyond these regional differences, commodities are the same. So they're hard to differentiate. That's what makes something a commodity. Of course, nowadays, with uh, sharp marketers coming into the market, people are learning how to differentiate commodities. So you have packaged Gary, for instance, in uh, Abuja uh, in Abuja stores and in Lagos stores. So people are um, packaging Gary, uh, branding it different, uh, you know, things of that nature. In Lagos, I remember seeing um, Ijebu Gary packaged under a certain brand name and also had um, milk and sugar pre, what's that word, pre-mixed in, I guess, uh, into the whole thing. So you just throw it open and soak. And I think um, the shaft of the gary had also been um, removed. Sorry, not the shaft, the, is it shaft? The, the dirty stuff, I can't remember what it's called. So yes, you're finding people who are trying to commoditize uh, in the agricultural uh, um, space. But I guess that just um, proves the point that I'm trying to make, that because there are loads of you in the market, it's not what makes it a uh, commodity. And even if there is market pressure for certain industries to be commoditized, like photography or wedding planning, if you believe that the consumer is trying to make it commoditized, then the end game for you is to see how you can differentiate yourself from the pack. So... If you remember from business studies back in secondary school, commodities, undifferentiated goods, therefore everything else, differentiated goods. That essentially is what a brand is. You have differentiated your good or your service. So, um, hmm, okay, I think I went off on a tangent there. Okay, well, so simple sales situations, commodities, uh, you're dealing with uh, commodities. Um, so maybe those of us in the wedding space, maybe we are, maybe we're not. You know, that's up for you to decide because the whole thing about commoditization is how well can you uh, distinguish. So if it's a simple, if it's a commodity or a simple subject matter like buying a goosey, sales is an event. Get there, get your goosey at the, get, at, the, at, the, at the best price and get out. And if you happen to be the seller, get to the market set up your stall, shout, attract people. When they come there, try and extort the best price possible as you can right now, and then let them be on their way and you start the process all over again. 
Now, how else do you know if you're in a simple sales situation, the number of the parties involved in the transaction are relatively few? In the case of the Agusi, for instance, there are just two parties to the transaction. Of course, your wife sent you to the market to go and get the Agusi, but your wifey is not here. It's you and it's the woman over on the market stall and you guys are haggling it out, just two parties. That's all we're contending with here. Uh, of course, for weddings, is that necessarily the case? How often is it that it's only just two parties to the transaction? It's just you and the bride or you and the groom. You know, think about it. We'll explore this some more in the next episode. Then the next criteria is that um, simple sales situations are usually based around low-priced items. So we're here. It's a goosey. You know, I don't know the price, so I'm making numbers up. 100 naira a cup, 200 naira a cup, 300 naira a cup. I don't know. But you can see it's just a low-priced item. That's also one of the reasons why you can get in there get the best price, uh, best price uh, get your goods, get your money, and get out. And then long-term relationships are not necessarily sought out here when you're in simple sales situations. So in a simple sales situation, if you establish a relationship, it would be good. If the woman who sells a goosey realizes that uh, I'm just an order and I don't know much about uh, a goosey, and so it would actually would help her if she tries to butter me up and we get that whole customer as they say that customer conversation going and she gets me hooked on her then she could be making easy egusi sales over the course of the whole year that's if she does um, her math right like okay uh, this is the guy who does the shopping uh, in the house um, he's not really sophisticated let me just tie him into this make him a customer and let's see how we can get some money so that uh, with that way of thinking thinking of customer lifetime value uh, she will probably be thinking, instead of getting 200 naira per cup now, with a profit margin of um, 50 naira per cup, you know, let her see how she can get um, 200 naira per cup with a 50 naira margin. But instead of it just being just this time every week for the whole year, for as long as we still live in the neighborhood. So yes, a long-term relationship would be good if you're dealing with uh, commodities and simple sales situations, but they're not necessarily desired. So at the end of the day, this woman just wants to move her egusi. And so the sooner you, you know, price, haggle, buy the egusi and leave, the better. Because she can move on to the next person. And it's the same thing with you. You're there in the market because your wife said, get us some egusi. I want to make egusi soup. You're not there to look for friends. You already have a lot on your mind. You're trying to get this uh, business up and running, blah, blah, blah. You're not looking for new friends. You're just there because you just want one cup of egusi. So, that traditionally speaking anyway, is how you know if you're in a simple sales situation. And in those instances, sales is absolutely an event. You have a goal, get there, achieve your goal, get out. If you're involved in commodities or simple subject matters, if the number of parties involved are few, if the price of the item is really low and you guys don't care at all about long-term relationships, then most likely you are dealing with simple sales situations. And uh, I'm sure that, uh, well, rather, I hope that uh, with all the talking we've done so far, that the implications for pricing and negotiation are obvious. So when it's a simple sales situation, you either take it or leave it. You grind hard. If you get what you want, you make that your final offer, you either take it or leave it. And in fact, that's what was kind of my negotiating ploy back when I still used to uh, go to the market, when I would be the one buying the agusi. I would get there. If, of course, I'd ask ahead of time, my wife would give me a figure and say, okay, a goosey, maybe 150. 
So I'll go there. How much? The person said 200. I'll say, will you take 150? He says, no, I just leave. And if from walking away, the person said, no, 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 come back, come back. I would know, aha, so there's room to negotiate. Maybe we can get that 150. But if the person said, uh, no, thank you, I would leave, go to the next person, repeat the process all over again. If I did that two or three times and nobody came close to the 150, then I would know that, okay, that 150 price that my wife told me is probably not a realistic price um, anymore. And then I start the whole process all over again. But bottom line, take it or leave it. So in the next episode, we're going to look at the opposite of this, being on the other end of the spectrum. We're going to look at complex sales situations. And then when we're done with that, I will hopefully give you some food for thought so that we can think through whether we wedding industry professionals are in simple sales situations or in complex sales uh, situations. For those of you who want to do a bit of study ahead of time, uh, there are loads of material about this on the internet. So just do a Google search and you guys will be able to find something handy about simple sales situations and complex, um, complex sales situations. So that's it for today. And uh, yeah, a heads up. I mentioned that I have uh, some interviews uh, planned for the year. It's been me on the mic from the beginning since February of last year when we started this uh, journey together, started this podcast. I'm going to have some interviews so that you guys can have different perspectives about how about the different philosophies of uh, sales and selling uh, out there and how we can apply, how people apply some of these things that we're talking about in very concrete fashions. So um, it's not necessary that everybody that I'm going to interview here on is an absolute devotee of uh, how I choose to do things. But the whole point of me bringing them here is not necessarily to validate my ideas per se, but just to show you guys that there are different ways to get to the market, there are different ways to skin a cat, so there are different ways to this game. And uh, most likely, I'm hoping to show that even for people who are devotees of other systems who do things in a different way, you'll find out that there are principles of uh, personal selling that um, apply in whatever method it is that you uh, that you choose. So let's look forward to the interviews. The first set is going to be with uh, Omotola of Koban Events in Abuja. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. We will flesh things out, who she is, what the uh, what her business is about uh, when we get to the uh, recording. So we plan to record, I think, in about two weeks, but it's not going to air immediately because since this is going to be me and Omotola um, faffing about and riffing, we're going to take the whole audio, uh, record it, um, I'll send it to my brother, he's my audio person, clean it up, chop it up, easy, 15-20 minute episodes so that we don't overwhelm you guys with one lengthy hour conversation or however long it is that we're going to gist. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. Remember, I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next episode where we'll be looking at complex sales situations and then we'll top it off with a question. For those of us in the event and wedding space, are we in simple sales situations or are we in complex situations? So thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you on the next recording.